And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. Um, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm Josh. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at New Covenant, and uh, it's good to see all of you uh, today in this new year. Happy January 12th to you, and uh, it's just flying by, right? It's already almost Christmas time. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so um, we've just started this month talking about vision, uh, Vision 2020. Uh, we jumped on that bandwagon and talking about vision. It's the year 2020, and of course, with your vision. 2020 helps you see what? Clearly, right? So uh, we're uh, talking uh, this uh, month about our vision here in New Covenant. And uh, if you are here last week, you will know, or if you watched online or anything like that, that uh, we encouraged you uh, to read your Bible every day. Um, we encouraged you to make Bible reading something that you do daily. We handed out some Bible reading plans. We told you you could download the YouVersion Bible app and that they have a ton of Bible reading plans on there. And we said that, that reading the Bible will quickly become the most important part of your day. Um, and we want to be, at New Covenant, we want to be a community of people who engage with the Bible on a daily basis, don't we? We want to engage with the Bible on a daily basis basis. And so last week I gave you a couple of challenges. I want to challenge you guys in the new year. Uh, you know, if you're never challenged, you might not ever grow and learn and do different things, right? And so I challenged us uh, this last week to find a Bible reading plan, to dig into God's word every day. Uh, and the other thing I challenged us to do was attend Our Father sometime this year. So we're going to have a prayer service where we read the Bible together and pray together and, and worship together one Saturday night a month. We had it last night. We'll have another one in February. We'll have another one in March. And so we encourage you to make one of those. Um, there were some people here last night, and I know that uh, God encouraged them and transformed lives, and we had hearts that were open to him. And so it's just a good time of prayer and reading God's word together. So those are two challenges. Everybody say two challenges. Those are two challenges that I have for you uh, so far this year. I'm going to add another one today. That'll make it three for all of you who are counting. And we'll have more. We'll have challenges. I want us to be challenged this year. You guys all right with being challenged a little bit? Is that okay with you? If not, I guess, I guess you could leave, um, but don't. That would be, I'd be, I'd be bummed out, but I mean, if you feel like you need to, I, I know, right? Um, so uh, anyway, let's, I think it'd be a good time if we maybe just prayed. All right, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you that you are our way maker. You make a way where there seems to be no way. You're the God of the impossible, and so today we lift uh, our impossible situations, our thoughts, our anxieties, our fears, our frustrations. We lift our love and our honor to you today, God. We thank you that you uh, so carefully love us and that you have a good plan for our lives. We thank you that as we take the time uh, to read about our vision, to talk about our vision, to look at scriptures, to talk about vision, God, I thank you that it would uh, get down inside of us and that we would be excited about the plans that you have for us in 2020 and beyond. We love you and we thank you. We pray right now that we would open our hearts to receive from you, that we would push past the distractions of this week uh, prior and that we would not look ahead to what we're doing this week, but that we would be present in this moment right now receiving from your Holy Spirit. We love you and thank you. In your name we pray. And everybody that agreed, said, Amen. Amen. So I'm excited 
I'm excited for 2020 and all that God is doing in us and through us as individuals and as a body. Now, maybe you're asking yourself, I know in January, a lot of times we'll talk about vision. We had a vision Sunday back in April. We talked about vision before that in September. So it's like we're hitting this idea of vision and mission like quite often. And you say, why would we spend so much time talking about vision? Why do we spend so much time talking about vision and mission? And I want you to know we do it because it's important. We do it because we want to make sure that we're staying on the right track and we're not getting off to the right or the left, but we're doing what God has called us to do. You know, this last week I had to go to the eye doctor. Anybody ever go to the eye doctor? Mm -hmm. Half of you, the other half. You were like me. A few years ago, I never went to the eye doctor, ever. Had no need to go to the eye doctor. I could see perfect, 20-20, no problems. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with this condition called diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and have lived with that, and uh, I know that, that God heals me, and that I am healed, and I lay claim to that and lay hold to that. I just It hasn't been manifested yet. So every year, I go to the eye doctor. Okay, every year I go to the eye doctor, and I don't like going to the eye doctor. I like my eyes to be left alone. I don't wear glasses. I don't wear contacts. Never could wear, I would not be able to wear contacts, so that day will never come. But I can't touch my eyes. I don't know if you guys are really good at it, but I just can't do it. I know growing up, my mom had contacts, and I mean, one of those suckers would pop out, and she'd just like put it in her mouth and lick it off and put it right back in, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't, want, I don't want no part of that. Um, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure there's a better way to do that, but it's like, I don't, that ain't me. And so I can't even put eye drops. I can't even put eye drops in my eye. Like I just not, not going to happen. So I'm at the doc, you know, the, the eye doctors and it comes time for eye drops because he has to do, he has to like numb them because they do that thing where they touch it, you know, like something touches your eye and pressure test. And it's like, ah, man, horror stories. Right. And so he's put, he's like, I'm like, you're going to have to pry my eyelids open. Like, I'm not kidding. Like pry them open. And he's like, yeah, okay. And, and he remembered, he's like, yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. And I'm like, no, seriously. And so he went the first time and I was like, nope, my eyes are too strong. You know, I'm getting eye drops. All right. But he had, I mean, he, you know, put those things and uh, had them open and got those drops in there and did his pressure test, but that's not enough. Then we have to have drops uh, to enlarge, you know, the, the dilate my eyes, right? Make your pupils look huge. So when you come home, your kids are like, dad, what happened to you? Right. And, and same thing, same scenario. I had to do that. And, uh, you know, they do that so they can look inside your eye. It just magnifies, you know, what they can see. And, and as a diabetic, apparently, like, my blood vessels could, like, rupture in my eye. And then I'd have to have, like, laser therapy and treatment. And just all these wonderful things that everybody tells you might happen because you have diabetes. And they say, you know, thank you. I don't want any of that. Um, but then, you know, you're reminded every year. I'll just say, no, we're looking for broken blood vessels. And we're looking, okay, fine, you know. And anyway, we got started talking about some of those things. And I was a little concerned because last year, uh, he had this new machine that he wanted me to get on, and he'd always had uh, a, a thought that maybe I was starting to develop glaucoma. And I don't know if you know what glaucoma is. I don't fully know what it is, but basically you end up going blind from it, right? Um, and as a diabetic, they like to tell me things like you have a 30%, no, 30 times greater uh, you know, average of going blind than just regular whoever walking in off the street. And so they tell you all these fun facts. And he, he says this word glaucoma, and it's like, well, I don't want any part of that. You know? So here, that's what he said last year. He's like, eh, it's probably fine, but we'll just keep an eye on it. And I don't know. It just looks like it might be starting and all this stuff. And so anyway, I'm sitting in this chair, and I'm waiting for him to kind of talk about that. And, and he's like, hey, so uh, can just anybody show up to church at your church? And I'm like... Yeah, anybody can just show up, you know. He's like, do you allow new people to, to come? And I said, yeah, we encourage it. Like, if, 
Absolutely, you know, and so I want to talk about glaucoma in my eyes, and he wants to talk about church, you know, and Jesus. So it's like, okay, we'll talk. So we're talking about the church, and we're talking about Jesus, and we're just talking about all of those things. And, uh, you know, and obviously invited him to come sometime and hang out. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'll know anybody. And it's like, well, you'll know me, um, and you'll be able to, you know, I'll, I'll shake your hand and say hi and introduce you to some people or whatever. And so anyway, just kind of having these conversations, and I'm like, I wonder if we're going to get to the glaucoma thing, and like how my eyes are. <laughs> And uh, still yet trying to be the good pastor that it's like, yeah, I need to talk to you about Jesus. That's great. Um, but finally, he's like, hey, just so you know, everything looks awesome. He's like, you don't have any broken vessels back there. Like, I know we did those tests for your, you know, the glaucoma and all this stuff. And he's like, there's no enlarging and this and that. And everything. Basically, everything is perfect and as it should be. Amen. Right? So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you can clap for that if you want. I was excited. Um, I did some clapping on the inside. But um, so I went to the eye doc, you know, to check my vision so that we can catch things early. If things are going to progress or if things are going to happen, it's best to, to catch them early before it gets too serious or out of control. I guess glaucoma, if you catch it early enough, there's not really much of a problem. You can, you know, figure some things out. Again, I believe that I am healed and I'm waiting on that manifestation. I know someday that there will be no more weeping and no more crying. There'll be no more of any of that stuff, right? And we'll have uh, we'll be with God forever. And so we look forward to that day, yet we still live on this earth and we continue to believe what he says in Matthew 6, that on, you know, we pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we can still believe for it and still pray for it and still hope for it. And so I was excited that uh, that happens. And that's why we talk about vision. Because we don't want things to get off course. We want to correct things early. We say, hey, this is what we're is about as a church. This is where we're going. This is the direction we're heading. And we want to believe that God is moving us forward. So look at Proverbs 29, 18. It says this, where there is no revelation, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. So the scripture's telling us that without vision, uh, we, it says we cast off restraint. We are left to our own devices. It's the same as a body or same as you as an individual. If you don't have a good vision of where God is leading you, then you just kind of wander around. If left to our own devices, we think, well, this seems right, I'll do that. Or this feels good, so I'll do that. And we're just kind of left to our own devices. And he says, no, that we can, where there is no vision, where there's no revelation, we cast off restraint. So if there is vision, if there is revelation, then we can unify. We understand that God has a plan and a purpose and a vision, a, a place where he wants us to go and how he wants us to live our lives. So vision is extremely important. Habakkuk 2.2 2 says this, Then the Lord answered me, and he said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. Um, and I like that. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. And I want you to know that as a church, we will run. We had a, a song that Anna wrote called We Will Run. You guys know that one? Yeah. You ever heard that one? We will run. Here's the thing. Our flesh... You and I, we naturally want to sing that song as we will crawl <laughs> or we will jog or there's some of us in here, we just want to sprint. We will sprint. The problem with that one is you get too wore out too quick. Yep. We got to run this race with endurance. Everything in life conspires against awe and wonder. In life, we start getting distracted. Lives can become a little lazy more apathetic or pathetic or whatever you want to say. 
It just, life has a way of doing that, just kind of dragging us down to the world's immaturity, to bringing us to kind of like a crawl. We will crawl. This is me crawling, but in air, just not on the ground. I don't know how to crawl in air. Anyway, we will run. It says, write the vision on tablets and make it plain for all who read it so that they will run, right? So they will run, that he may run who reads it. So we are determined to run with the vision that God has given us. I'm determined to run with the vision that God has given me for my life. I'm determined to run with the vision that God has given us for this church, for this body of believers who love God and love others and make a difference wherever we go. Amen. And I'm looking for people who will run with us. About a year and a half ago, we gave out batons that said, we will run. Anybody still have those? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, just imagine that I handed you a baton and I said, all right, let's run together. My leg's over, your turn. Let's go. We're in this together. We're running this race together. Amen? Amen. We will run. Look at Hebrews 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with what? Endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so that's what that song, We Will Run, that's what it was based off of. It was based off of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And I like this, and I think it's good for the new year. Last night when we prayed, we were praying out of Psalm 139 and out of Psalm 40, and we were talking to God, investigate our life. Show us if there's anything in us that shouldn't be there right? And now this scripture is telling us to lay aside every sin, lay aside every weight. You know, when you run, you try to get as light as possible. Your shoes, I mean, they measure them in ounces. You got a heavy shoe, it's 15, 16 ounces. You got a light shoe, it's six or seven ounces, right? Why? It makes a difference. The less weight that you're carrying, the easier it is to run with endurance. And so that's the whole point. That's why when you see runners and you're like, why are their shorts so short? It's not to show off the leg. Well, for some it might be, but it's more aerodynamic. It's less weight. It's less material, right? That's why they wear the tank tops and you don't see them wearing sweaters, right? Because you're trying to, get, trying to get less weight on you, not more, right? And, and so this scripture tells us to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So lay aside whatever weight, whatever sin that easily tempts you. For all of us, it's different. I could list them, but why? You know what it is. You know what that thing is when things aren't going right, when things are tough, when things are difficult. You know what that weight is. You know what that sin is. I don't have to tell you what it is. You already know. And it's different for you and it's different for me and we might share some of the same ones, but at the end of the day, it says, God, what is the thing that I need to lay aside so that I can run with endurance? so that I can run with endurance the race that you set before me. You say, I don't know, Josh. I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if I have the strength. I'm feeling more like a crawl or a jog today. I don't know if I can run. This scripture is awesome. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you don't know if you can run this morning, then look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, the author, the one who begun and who will complete a good work in you. The one who has completed that work, that is Jesus Christ. He wants to complete the work that he started in you. 
He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. If you should say, tell me this morning, Josh, I don't know if I can run with you today, well then I encourage you to get a hold of Jesus. I encourage you to spend time in prayer and I don't know, maybe daily reading the Bible. And then maybe you'll have the strength to continue running because Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, the scripture says he endured the cross. He despised the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We can look to Jesus and run with endurance the race that is set before us. We might have to endure some things. We might have to go through some things, but Jesus is there for us and with us the entire time. Amen? So we can run and we run with our mission and our vision. Here at New Covenant, we say this, it's on our bullets or uh, big old billboard out there, but our mission here at New Covenant is to, if you know it, you can say it along with me, love God, love others, impact our world. That's what we want to do. We want to love God, we want to love others, and we want to impact our world. We want to make a difference in this world. We believe that as Christians, we should be different. Not like a weird, like, hey, I'm a Christian, but like the Bible says that we'll, the world will know that we're his disciples by the love that we have for each other. That's different. Love each other, like love our enemies and love those who persecute us and love those even when they're not, you know, we really shouldn't love them because we know what they did and we know who they hurt and we don't like them. We should still love them. That's different. That's radical. Love God, love others, make a difference, impact our world. Look at Matthew 22. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So we love God, we love others, and that will make a difference. It will impact our world. And now when I say that word, impact our world, I don't necessarily mean that your action is going to influence billions of people, but it's going to influence the world that you live in your neighbors, your work, where you go to school, where you go, wherever it is that you go, you can influence the people you come in contact with because you love God and you have a desire to love the people around you. We say things like this. We say we want to be a diverse community of people transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. You didn't like that one? We want to be a diverse community of people transformed by the love of of Jesus Christ. We, thanks everybody. We want to be a diverse community of people transformed by the word of God. We want to be a diverse community of people transformed by the Holy Spirit. Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. And so our lives can be transformed, not because of us and not because of our strength, but because of who is in us. I don't know about you, but I need some transformation in my life. I don't know about you. I've come a long way, but I got a long ways to go. I am far from perfect. Far from perfect. Look at Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen? Do not, everybody say do not. Do not not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. 
Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How is your mind renewed when we spend time with the Holy Spirit, when we spend time praying to him, when we spend time reading his word, we learn things, we know things. Our mind is renewed. We are transformed because of what we're bringing in our body, because we're what we're bringing into our soul, what we're allowing into our mind. That's a good thing. So you and I, we want to be a diverse community of people transformed by the love of Jesus. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, we love and accept you just as you are. No matter where you've come from, no matter what your past church experience has been, no matter what, who's hurt you, what's gone on, nothing. We love and accept you just as you are. And that brings diversity. None of us are the same. None of us look the same, act the same, talk the same. We don't have the exact same background. We are all different. What unifies us and brings us together is the fact that we love Jesus Christ and that he sacrificed his life for us. What else are we doing? We're making disciples. We're making followers of Christ by equipping, commissioning, and supporting ordinary people to do the extraordinary work of the gospel. I pray that you will run with us. I need you. This church needs you. People in this community need you. You are ordinary. Sorry to break it to you. In this world of like everybody's a winner and everybody's going to go on and do all these things and everybody's going to change the world, I got news for you. You're ordinary. Sorry. Fine. I'm ordinary. I got news for us. We're ordinary people. But we're called to do something extraordinary. Not because of us, but because of who is in us. And so because of the Holy Spirit in us, we ordinary people get to do the extraordinary work of the gospel Man, what is that? Man, I tell you, that is telling other people about who Christ is, about how he's changed you and transformed you. And that is the greatest thing that us ordinary people could ever do, is tell others about our loving Savior, Jesus Christ, who has transformed our lives for the better. We're not looking back. We're only going forward because we know the best is yet to come. If you think the best is behind you, then there's no point in going forward. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And that is to take your ordinary self. The Bible says you're sleeping, you're eating, you're walking around your normal ordinary self and placing it before God as an offering. That's what he wants us to do is say, God, I give you my life. I empty myself, my wants, my needs, my desires, what I think I need. And I say, God, I surrender my will and my life to you. And that's what we're saying. We're making disciples by equipping, commissioning, and supporting ordinary people to do the extraordinary work of the gospel. So I got a challenge for you. You ready? Like first service, four people. All right. Here's your challenge. Never stop running the race. Or you say it like this. Keep on running. Keep on running. Keep on running. I don't know, Josh. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. You just don't understand. I mean, I, I would, but like, you know, it's been like the holidays and Christmas, and I've been around way too many people, and I just don't feel like coming to church right now. Like, I'm just, no, keep on running. But Josh, you don't understand, like, my job changed, like stuff, like circumstances changed. Like this was a big deal for me. Like I just, I don't have the time anymore. I just, I'm sorry. I can't, I mean, I can't run. I can't give it all I got. I mean, I can't be a church. I can't invite people into my life. I just, I can't do it. I got to walk. I got to crawl. 
I just got this new relationship. This individual. You know, and I mean, Jesus understands. I mean, I've been praying for this relationship for like so long, and here it is. Jesus wants me in this relationship, and it's okay if I don't do other things. Listen, we can make excuses or we can make progress, but we can't make both. We can make excuses for our lives or we can make progress, but we can't do both. We can make excuses for why we're not running, for why we're not running. And they're all probably really good excuses. Like, why do we tell ourselves excuses? So that we can feel better about ourselves. So then we can be like, see, it's okay that I'm not doing, it's okay that I'm not reading my Bible every day. I'm going to ask you something. Do you, do you make time to brush your teeth every day? Some of you are just staring at me like you're mad. I'm sorry, is that a bad? Is a, do you, I mean, because every day you're supposed to brush your teeth for four minutes. Twice, I do two in the morning, twice, two minutes at night. Is that what most people? Some of you are looking at me like, Josh, that's way too much. Is that, so like four minutes a day, you know, and you can make an excuse and be like, I don't have time in the day to brush my teeth. Two minutes, twice a day is too much to ask, doctor. I mean, what's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, if you say, I'm sorry. I mean, so you can make excuses or you can make progress. If you want all your teeth to fall out, I mean, I guess that's progress, but it's kind of going the wrong direction. Right? I mean, every day we get up and, and we, we clean ourselves. We take a shower. We take a bath. I mean, it, praise God is right. We clothe ourselves. You guys all did a great job, by the way. Right? I mean, what if we just woke up and we're like, eh, I got time for that. I got to be at church so I can't clean up and do all that. Like, I just don't have time for it. And then you wonder why you're sitting all by yourself. No, I'm just kidding. You can, <laughs> you can make, that's why I stand up here by myself. No, you can make excuses. Or you can make progress, but you can't do both. You might be saying, Josh, I'm just tired, man. I'm worn out. I'm just beat up. All right, well, I got good news for you. Everybody say good news. Good news. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. That's good news. We can run and not be weary. We can run with endurance. Well, how do we do these things? Well, like the last scripture said, and like the one we just looked at, we wait on the Lord. We wait on Jesus. We look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We wait on him and he gives us strength, supernatural strength, strength to go beyond what we know to do because the Holy Spirit is with us. Amen? Run and don't be weary. Find your rest and strength in the Lord. Run hard after what God has for you this year. I don't know. I hope you guys make goals for your life. I hope you sit down. It doesn't even have to be at the start of the year, but I hope at some point you sit down and you, talk, and you think about goals and vision for you or your family or, or whoever is involved in your little world. I hope that you sit down and make some goals because if you don't, you're just going to kind of wander around. I mean, who knows? Maybe 2020 is the year where you read the Bible every day. That'd be awesome. If you haven't started that yet, you can go back and you can listen to last week's message or you can pick up a daily reading guide out front or you can download the YouVersion Bible app and you can make that part of 2020 is that every day you're going to get in God's word. 
Maybe 2020 is the year that you decide that you're going to regularly go to church. I mean like regularly and not regularly as in once a month, but like regularly. Like you're going to make it to church more often than you miss it. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Maybe 2020 is the year that you decide you're going to regularly tithe. Maybe 2020 is the year where you decide you're going to find a place to serve and grow like you've never grown before. Maybe 2020 will be the year when you talk to someone about Jesus. Like maybe you've been scared. And you're like, you know what? I want to tell other people about the good news that I have. I'm ordinary, but God is extraordinary. Make 2020 the year when you invite someone to church. I don't know. Make 2020 the year you never stop running the race. You say, I'm going to keep on running. Amen? Amen. Amen. Goals are important here at the church. We've talked about one last week. We want every individual, every family to engage with the Bible every day. That's a goal that we have. That's what I want. And it's not going to just go away because vision goes away. We're going to be talking about reading our Bible. We're going to encourage you to read your Bible every day. It's not going away. We want you to read God's word every day. Could you imagine what would happen in this church, in this community, if we spent time in God's word every day and we prayed to him every day and we allowed the words that are in these scriptures to get inside of us? Man, can you imagine the lives that we'd be able to touch? That when we'd be talking to someone and they'd be going through something, we'd be able to quote a scripture that we read that morning or encourage them with a passage of scripture or pray over them? Man, opportunities are endless. So we want to engage with the Bible every day. Another goal that we have is that we want to keep people connected and we want to reach the unchurch through the use of technology. How many of you know that the message of the Bible stays the same? The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The message, the words contained in here, they go unchanged throughout all time, right? I mean, this Bible is the authoritative word of God, and it is unchanged, and we know that the word of God stands on its own. It goes unchanged. How many of you know that our world changes? How many of you know that our world changes at a pretty rapid rate? You know, I go back to this, but the iPhone, it's only been around 12 years. Can you imagine that? Just a little over a decade. Think about all the changes that thing brought us. Some good, no, some not so good. Smartphone and tech and all of this stuff. And so, but here's the thing. I want us, as part of our values, authenticity and Bible engagement, the other one is current communication. The message of the gospel does not change. Can I get an amen? amen. But the way we present it to others, I think it has to. It has to change, right? We have to go where the people are. Go where the people are. Go. So we want to keep people connected and reach those that are not yet saved, the pre-Christians, the unchurched, whatever you want to call them, those who want a relationship with Jesus Christ. They just don't know it yet. We want to meet them right where they are. Well, Josh, how are we going to do that? Well, let me tell you a few ways. One of the ways is the New Covenant app. You guys, anybody ever download the New Covenant app? I would encourage you to download it in your uh, Google store, phone, anywhere uh, on your phone, wherever your store is, just type in New Covenant FD. So whatever your store is, if it's a Windows phone or Google or Android or however all those work, New Covenant FD. And the app is great because it keeps you connected. You get notifications from the church. You, there's, we have Bible reading plans on there. We have the weekly study guide on there. We've got, you can give right from the app. There's so many things. You can watch live service. You can watch archive services. There's so many things on the app. It's an easy way to stay connected. You can download the app to stay connected and allow 
notifications so that we can reach out to you. It's just a very simple, easy way. You got the phone anyway. You might as well get some content from the church, right? right. Social media. That's a way we want to do regular posts, regular uh, posts or videos on social media. And you could do us a favor. You could help us by sharing those posts. You could help us by sharing those posts. And not only that, you could use social media. You could use your online presence to invite others to church. You could do that. You don't have to. You're all looking at me like, what's social media? So we'll just move on. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you have one, you can help. You can help spread the word. Uh, we now stream on YouTube and Facebook Live. We, so you could subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you get an email when a new video pops up. Or you could like us on Facebook or whatever it is. But we want to use social media. We want to go where the people are, right? Live stream. Let me tell you something. Did you know our live stream? So we got a couple cameras back there, and they point up here. Hi, everybody. Do you want to know where that goes? Here's where it goes. It goes to our website. It goes to our app. It goes to Facebook. It goes to YouTube. It goes to any Roku device and all the Apple TV devices. That's where our app, it can go anywhere. And so if you have a Roku TV, if you have an Apple TV, you can search New Covenant FD, and it shows up on your screen. And it's right there, and it's super easy to enjoy it from your couch. It's awesome. It's great. I was sick a couple of weeks ago, and we're like, hey, let's watch this. And we watched both services. It was awesome. It was phenomenal. It was great. Um, and so you can live stream. We spent money upgrading our live stream last year for a lot of reasons. I mean, here's the, there's a few of them. And one of them is the live stream allows you to watch online when you're sick, working, on vacation, snowed in. But here's the thing. If you thought the live stream was there so that you could stay home for months on end, now, I get it, a week here, too, whatever. But if you thought that we designed it so that you could just stay at home for months on end, I apologize, uh, but I have failed you horribly if that's the case. I'll take all the blame on myself. That is not what our online presence is for. You listening to me? No, I'm just kidding. Like, that's, not, that's not what it's about. It's not about staying home months on end. It's not about disconnecting. We did it so that we can connect more. So that when you do miss, so that when you are gone, you can still be connected to your church family. So please, if you thought that that's what the live stream was for, I apologize, but I failed in telling you that it's not for that. It's not to miss out on months and months of church because you simply just don't want to go. And here's the scripture that I like, that I feel like I need to read. Live stream is not meant to replace your regular church attendance. Why? Well, the live stream cannot offer you a true sense of community. Remember, we said we're a diverse community. What are we? We're a diverse what? Community. We're a diverse what? Community. So live stream cannot offer you a true sense of community. We say life is better together and life happens in community. That's why you should sign up for a community group. Make 2020 the year that you sign up for a community group. Just saying. Look at Hebrews 10. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You know, one of the translations on this, it says, let us not neglecting our meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. I got news for you. If you're in the habit of not regularly attending church, it's a bad habit to get into. It's a bad habit. Well, well, yeah, of course you're going to say that. You're the preacher. 
No, it's because of this right here. I want what's best for you. Let us not neglect our meeting together, but encourage one another. Let's think of ways to motivate one another to love and good works. That's why we come together, to encourage one another, to motivate one another, to love one another, to stay connected to our family. Check this out. You're going to love this. Acts chapter 2, you ready? They worship together at the temple, someone say, each day. Did you read that? Do you understand that? So they worship together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Check that out. The early church met every day for church. I would get laughed at if I said, we're going to meet every day for church. And yet one out of seven can be tough sometimes. I mean, think about that. They met every day. Well, why would they do that? Man, because they were so pumped about what God was doing among them that they couldn't help themselves. They had to get together. And it comes back to, are we running or are we crawling or are we jogging or what are we doing? Has God not done something incredible in you? We should be together. They worshiped together. Do you know that some people in this church travel upwards of 70 miles to get to church? We got people, Ida Grove. We got people north of Iowa Falls. That's like an hour and 15 minute drive. Pocahontas, Jefferson. That is a long ways. I am so thankful that we have the live stream. I'm so thankful that they can stay connected with their church family from such a far distance that if they can't make that hour and a half, so three hour round trip to attend an hour and 10 minute service. I mean, you think about that commitment. That's what it's there for. It's for them. We've also had many people attend New Covenant, begin serving here at New Covenant because we watch, we have our live stream. So we do it for many reasons. We upgraded and we made a better presentation so that more people can come to the front door so that we can keep people connected who are far away so that we can keep you connected when you're gone or working. There's someone that their job pulls them out of church for six months to a year at a time. Don't see them for six months to a year. They're three, four, working three, four, five, six hours away, decommissioning plants and shutting things down and doing all this stuff. But I'll still get a text or I'll still get a message from Facebook or I'll still get something, hey, still watching. Thanks for providing it. See you in four months or whatever. I mean, that's awesome. We want to keep people connected and reach those who are, scared me a little bit. We want to keep, I know, I'm wrapping it up. Okay, we want to keep connected. We want to reach the unreached. Amen? Amen. So this is it. Will you run with us? Never stop running. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515-955-6222.